Hello, everyone. I'm Masaki Matsunaga, Corporate Officer, Director of Plan Approval and Technical Solution Division, Class NK Tokyo. I would like to express my sincere appreciation to everyone for participating in this event. It is an honor to host this panel discussion today. The topic of this panel discussion is designing ships of the future technology to ensure decarbonization, ship and society. Decarbonization is the most challenging issue our maritime industry is facing. I believe today's topic, future ship design, is one of the key elements for establishing a supply chain for future decarbonization. Today, we have three distinguished panelists from shipyards and the trading company. We'd like to hear about the efforts of each company, both independently and through partnership on this topic. First of all, I would like to welcome all panelists and ask you to briefly introduce yourself. I'd like to ask Mr. Motoi first. Hi, hello everyone. My name is Tatsuya Motoi, Deputy General Manager of Ship and Officer Business Division, Kasa Kebi Industries. I am naval architect and I have been in charge of structural design of LNG and LPG carriers for many years. Now we Kawasaki make efforts to develop hydrogen carrier. I hope today's discussion is helpful to you. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Kamatsu, please. Hello, everybody. And uh, thank you very much for today's uh, opportunity from uh, Captain Link and Class NK. And, uh, I'm Akamatsu uh, from Itochu Corporation, uh, General Manager of Green Innovation Business Units. And uh, nowadays, uh, we are focusing on ammonia as a maritime fuel uh, to challenge a zero emission uh, project with uh, various partners. Today, we'd like to uh, share what we are doing now. Thank you. Thanks. Mr. Weda, please. Hello, uh, my name is Jim Weda and from Mitsubishi Shipbuilding. Uh, I'm the director of Ship and Ocean Engineering Department. Uh, Mitsubishi Shipbuilding is very keen about the future solution of marine applications and especially environmental solutions. So I'm very glad to join this forum and thank you very much for today. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Now I'd like to proceed with a discussion on the topic. But first, Mr. Motoi. I think your company is approaching decarbonization with quite advanced technology, especially in the hydrogen supply chain. I'd like you to share it with us first. Mr. Motoi, please. Thank you, Matsunaga-san, for your kind introduction. Today, I'm going to talk about the development of a liquid hydrogen carrier. I would like to start with the concept of the international liquefied hydrogen supply chain. As you know, hydrogen can be produced from various sources, including fossil fuel and renewable energy, and may enhance the energy security of Japan. We are discussing with many stakeholders to realize hydrogen supply chain. For the perspective of cost and energy security, we are focusing on Australia due to its abundant resources 
and the safer voyage route to and from Japan. This slide shows a summary of the international hydrogen supply chain that Kawasaki is aiming. The hydrogen energy supply chain consists of production, transport, storage, and utilization. Renewable energy would be the most prospective resource for hydrogen production. Until the moment when the hydrogen supply foundation will be ready, we utilize the abundant fossil fuel like brown coal in Australia and CO2 capture and storage technology to produce hydrogen. The electric carrier is one of the key factors that implement the mass transportation of hydrogen. The purpose of the pilot project is to demonstrate hydrogen product production at Ratulf Valley in Australia, liquefaction and storage at Hastings Port, marine transportation from Australia to Japan, and unloading at Kobe Terminal in Japan. The pilot project is divided in two portions and is being promoted by two organizations, Hystra and HEA, respectively. Hystra is in charge of the portion indicated with blue rectangles, including production from Victorian coal, marine transportation by electric carrier, and unloading at the terminal in Japan, all of which had been met with technical hurdles. On the other hand, HA is in charge of the portion indicated with orange rectangle, including refining, land transport, liquefaction, and exporting from Australian terminal. This is the world's first electric carrier that we Kawasaki built in Kawasaki Kobe shipyard and delivered in 2021. <coughs> the vessel is named Suiso Frontier. This vessel is equipped with a vacuum insulated cargo tank of 1,250 cubic meters. Cargo piping system is also uh, vacuum insulated to minimize heat ingress during loading and unloading. The temperature of required hydrogen is minus 253 degrees Celsius. Therefore, extremely high level of installation system is required. Then, vacuum insulated double shell structure is applied for cargo containment system. This cargo tank is designed to accumulate oil of gas during the voyage under full loaded condition. Regarding the material, the inner vessel is made of stainless steel, and the saddle support of the inner vessel is made of GFRP, which have excellent thermal insulation properties and strengths. After the completion of electric carrier and electric terminal, the demonstration was conducted in two phases. In the first phase, the test for loading and unloading operation were carried out. In this test, performance of cargo equipment were also verified, practically using liquefied hydrogen. Following this test, the demonstration of full road trial voyage in Japanese coastal waters 
was conducted in October 2021. In the second phase of demonstration, long-haul transportation with 9,000 kilometers distance between Hastings, Australia and Hitachiko of Japan was conducted. Through a series of these demonstration tests, all aspects including safety and technology used in long-haul transportation and cargo handling were successfully verified. The last part of this presentation is our actions for commercialization. This slide shows recent hydrogen business project under consideration and investigation in the world. As hydrogen can be produced from various resources and can be transported in large amount with lower cost, many companies in the world are promoting feasibility studies on hydrogen businesses. We Kasaki aim to contribute to early achievement of decarbonization through these projects as their partner. As you can see, Kawasaki has achieved important milestones and is steadily moving toward the deployment of a full hydrogen supply chain from production to utilization. The next major step is commercialization. With the aim of achieving full-scale commercialization in the 2030s, we started, we started development of scaling up technology from 2019 and start a commercial scale demonstration in the mid-2020s. Our partners are also developing other essential equipment for large-scale supply chain. This is a graphic image of large-scale electric carrier under development. This vessel can transport about 160,000 cubic meters of LH2. Four of 40,000 cubic meter cargo tanks are to be installed. The propulsion system is designed to effectively utilize oil of gas as fuel, this contributing to reduce the CO2 emission from transportation. This April, Kawasaki obtained approval in principle from Class NK for its cargo containment system, cargo handling system, and hydrogen fuels propulsion system. The AIP was issued by Class NK following examination to confirm that the vessel satisfied the IGC code and the IMO interim recommendations, Class NK's regulations and guidelines. In conclusion, I'd like to emphasize the importance of the CO2-free hydrogen supply chain for accomplishing decarbonization. Hydrogen from fossil resources such as natural gas, coal, and so on, linked with CO2 capture and storage technology, will realize the best energy supply chain. This contributes to stable energy supply and security. Hydrogen utilization emits no CO2. This hydrogen is expected to play an essential role in the decarbonization. Wide use of hydrogen brings industrial and economic growth. 
Lastly, hydrogen production started from fossil fuel will be shifted to the renewable energies in the future. We believe that this will achieve a sustainable energy society. This concludes my presentation. Thank you very much for your kind attention. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing a quite interesting topic, Mr. Motai. Do the panelists have any question about this topic? How about Mr. Akamatsu? Hello. Yes. Thank you very much, Motai-san, about uh, your challenge. And uh, so we are very much happy to hear that the uh, first uh, technical demonstration was uh, uh, carried out successfully. And uh, now mm -hmm. the stage of scale up. And uh, our question is, what will be a challenge for scale up of a liquid hydrogen project? Thank you, Akamasa. Well, uh, as cargo tank volume increase, vacuum insulated double structure uh, which a uh, pilot vessel is applied, is not practical. Then we are developing a new cargo tank system. And we also plan to utilize oil and gas as fuel of propulsion systems. That's a challenge. Thank you. Thank you. How about Mr. Ueda? Do you have any question to him? Yes, yes. Uh, thank you, Mutoi-san, for the, your uh, good explanation about the, the hydrogen, uh, liquefied hydrogen ship. And the, uh, you have uh, many experience uh, for the building the LNG carrier. And uh, I would like to ask you about the, uh, what do you think of the main differences between the uh, hydrogen carriers and the LNG carriers? Could you share some points? Okay, thank you, Vedisa. Uh, the point is the uh, difference between the uh, physical properties of uh, hydrogen mm. and LNG. Uh, liquefied hydrogen is 10 times evaporable than LNG. Mm. This means insulation thickness would be 10 times thicker than LNG mm. carrier, but not practical. Mm. The, then the insurance system must be newly developed for electric carrier. This is a major challenge. And liquid uh, temperature of hydrogen is uh, minus 253 degrees Celsius, which is 19 degrees lower than LNG. So uh, as thermal shrinkage of cargo tank structure is larger than that of LNG carrier, then the care should be taken for structure design. That is the major difference. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your explanation, Mr. Motoi. Then I'd like to uh, move to second topic. Mr. Kamats, I think your company is playing an important role in the ammonia supply chain. I'd like to, you to share your project with us. Mr. Kamats, please. Thank you very much. Can you see the screen? Oops. Yes. It's okay. 
Okay, yes. Okay, so thank you very much again. Uh, so we, Itochu Corporation, is a, a wonderful trading house in Japan. And uh, so we are not a shipyard and we are not a shipping company. But uh, as a, a approach from a trading company's point of view, we try to contribute zero emission uh, shipping uh, nowadays with ammonia fuel. And uh, so today uh, we have uh, a lot of uh, potential uh, fuel. Of course, today uh, conventional fuel, LNG, methanol, biofuel, already we can say existing fuel. But in order for us to achieve zero emission, uh, we should consider something different, such as hydrogen-based fuel. So of course, uh, liquid hydrogen is one of the potential fuel uh, in the future. But uh, from uh, the view of a trading house, we are not a technical uh, providers. Uh, so uh, maybe we should wait for uh, like a hydrogen uh, engine project uh, when it is ready. Then uh, we are now focusing on ammonia because uh, simply uh, the technology is almost ready. So uh, now is a time to make a business development uh, with uh, like a trading company like us. And uh, if we say the current status of ammonia vessel, so first uh, we have uh, two issues, engine development and safety guideline. So engine development, uh, of course, uh, various uh, manufacturers are working for a development of ammonia engine. But uh, as far as we understand, for example, like among energy solutions, they will carry out engine test from uh, second half of this year. So uh, if uh, the result of engine test is positive, then we assume uh, engine will be ready. And the safety guideline, we have uh, uh, two guidelines, one is for ammonia fuel vessel and the second is for bunkering. So first guideline for ammonia fuel vessel, uh, I think uh, like a class NK and other classification societies already issued the guideline and now uh, IMO, uh, they have a discussion about the international guideline. So I believe that is a matter of time. But at the same time, uh, we need to have a guideline for ammonia bunkering. So which should be determined by local authorities at uh, uh, each countries. So uh, later on, we will explain about uh, our strategy, but uh, we focus on Singapore as a pilot case. In the Singapore Maritime Port Authorities, uh, they are now under uh, development of a bunkering guideline. So uh, I think uh, that would be also a matter of time, and uh, maybe sometimes uh, end of this year or early next year, which seems to be ready. And then, if engine and uh, safety guideline is ready, then uh, next question is economics. Of course, uh, now uh, we do understand that the IMO, uh, they have a discussion about the MBA and the Japanese government proposed uh, their own ideas. And uh, we are very much uh, focusing on uh, what would be the discussions at the IMO. And uh, so, because technically it's almost ready, then uh, we trading company uh, tried to develop uh, the business side. 
So uh, we intend to develop uh, all categories at the same time, so-called integrated project. Because always, if we talk about alternative fuel, uh, we have a story of chicken or egg. To avoid a chicken or egg story, uh, we intend to develop together with uh, the partners in uh, various uh, uh, categories. So shipbuilding side, we are working with the Nihon Shipyard, uh, Mitsui Andes, Cross NK to develop uh, the vessel with ammonia engine. And uh, also, uh, which should be owned by Tochu and the shipping company partners and charter to end user. But in order for us to encourage end user to take it, so we have to prepare the bunkering. So uh, we focus on Singapore as a pilot case and uh, working with uh, uh, the parties uh, here, like uh, Pavilion, Total Energy, MOL, Bobak. And also production side, uh, if uh, we introduced ammonia as a money fuel, we have to say uh, we need to have a new productions. So uh, we have to develop uh, with a potential partner to produce uh, ammonia for marine use. So uh, our idea is to develop uh, four uh, categories at the same time together. And our target for pilot project is to deliver first vessel with ammonia engine sometimes at the first quarter of 2026, assuming that engine is ready in 2024. And uh, based on our marketing, uh, we, uh, for the time being, we decided uh, to focus on 200k deadweight type bar carriers uh, as a pilot project, mainly to carry iron ore. So means our uh, end user would be mining company or steel manufacturers. And then thereafter, we intend to expand other vessels like container carriers or tankers or some other bulk carriers. And as to ammonia fuel procurement, uh, for the time being in the market, we have only gray ammonia, but uh, from a shipper's point of view, uh, they are not interested in the gray. So uh, we intend to supply blue or green. And if we talk about the global network of ammonia bunkering, as we pointed out, we focus on Singapore as a pilot case. But if we try to expand various vessel type, so we have to prepare a global network. So we try to establish the bunkering station like Europe, like Middle East, Japan, South Africa, Panama, or many other places, maybe with partners. So that is our ideas. And based on this project, uh, for pilot project, so we uh, obtained support from uh, Green Innovation uh, Fund from the Japanese government. So uh, based on this support, uh, we are now trying to develop uh, the first uh, project together with partners, I means Nihon uh, Shipyard, Mitsui and the shipping side, Kawasaki Sen, K-Line, and NS United Kai. So, we are now under a uh, process uh, to uh, commercialize the first uh, vessel together. And uh, coming back to the bunkering side, uh, so in Singapore, uh, we are working with uh, the partners. And uh, so early this year, we obtained AIP from uh, Singapore Shipyard uh, Sempcov uh, together. And uh, then we to understand what would be an issue for ammonia bunkering in Singapore, then uh, intend to discuss those uh, pending issues with uh, like port authorities. 
So to accelerate our discussion in Singapore, uh, our uh, consortium, uh, six parties, uh, we executed the MOU with uh, Singapore MPA last uh, April at the time of the Singapore Maritime Week uh, to discuss further about the ammonia bunkering in Singapore. At the same time, I told you, we are trying to develop the joint study frameworks in the market especially for shippers, because many of the shippers, it is a challenge for them to use ammonia as a fuel. So they requested us to prepare kind of a joint learning structure. So we organized a first joint study framework, mainly with shippers and classical society, including class NK. And we carried out something around 30 sessions to talk about four common issues, safety for ammonia fuel vessel and bunkering, ammonia fuel specification, and a net CO2 emission of ammonia productions. But then uh, we realized uh, in order for us to discuss about the safety for ammonia bunkering, so we need to involve uh, port authorities. So uh, early this year, uh, we decided to establish second uh, framework for joint study with uh, mainly port authorities. So that is the second uh, joint study framework. And uh, we nowadays, we are doing a joint session with the two joint study framework and invited uh, several experts to make uh, a presentation to share their knowledge. But nowadays, we also uh, established a working group for key factors related to uh, ammonia safety bunkering, mainly with the port authorities. And uh, we are now uh, discussing what would be the direction of uh, ammonia safety bunkering? And we come back to the, our uh, pilot project. So uh, we intend to uh, deliver the first vessel in the first quarter of 2026. So in that sense, uh, we need to achieve FID sometimes early next year, which is very challenging because still, you know, we have to wait for engine test. But uh, that is uh, our target, and uh, we try to uh, work together with uh, various partners uh, to achieve uh, this target, not only for ammonia fuel vessel, but also the bunkering side. And the challenge from now, uh, we have to say, a technical and commercial. So technical, uh, we think that the design development uh, should be done by the shipyard, but. Uh, of course, uh, which should be done uh, in parallel of uh, uh, establishment of uh, international guideline and uh, bunkering guideline at the local port. Therefore, how we can make an interface among uh, uh, rules, guidelines, and uh, ship designs together. So that is uh, one of the challenge. In the commercial, uh, of course, uh, except uh, uh, like a price, uh, we have to uh, consider what kind of uh, trading system we established for ammonia fuel, especially like uh, scope of CO2 emission. Nowadays, uh, people are talking about life cycle assessment and how we should evaluate uh, life cycle assessment and how we should get the certificate and how we should trade it. So that is uh, uh, maybe the challenge. And also the price mechanism. Uh, we don't have any ammonia fuel price today. It's only the price for ammonia for fertilizer business. So uh, how we consider price index for ammonia fuel. 
and how we should evaluate CO2 premium in case of blue or green ammonia, if our price index is based on gray ammonia. So those issues uh, we have to discuss with uh, various stakeholders, not only shippers, ship owners, bunkering suppliers, producers, many of them. So how we can make uh, uh, this kind of uh, you know, uh, supply chain, I think that is also uh, next uh, challenge. So that is uh, all from uh, my side. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for your explanation. This is very interesting information. So Mr. Motoi, do you have any question to him? Well, uh, thank you, Akamasa, for your kind presentation. Uh, I think ammonia is uh, one of the uh, alternatives for future uh, energy as well as uh, hydrogen. So my question is about supply chain for ammonia as marine fuel. What is, uh, how about the future pros uh, prospect to expand ammonia utilization? Okay, thank you very much. So I think uh, uh, we have to consider uh, vessel shipping route and bunkering position and the production side, what would be a more, most suitable supply chain for each? Therefore, if uh -huh. we talk about uh, like a Singapore bunkering for some uh, shipping route, uh, then uh, of course we have to find the proper production nearby, like uh, from uh, somewhere in the Far East countries like uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, or Australia, or maybe Middle East. Well, I mean, if we set, prepare the bunkering station in Europe, then maybe we have to prepare supply chain from like uh, somewhere in Europe or Middle East or maybe Africa. Therefore, maybe depending upon the shipping route, cargoes, then decide uh, where is a proper location of a bunkering site, then we have to find what is the best uh, ammonia for this bunkering. So, it's very complicated, but we should start somewhere. Thank you. Thank and you. the situation is the same as uh, hydrogen. Yeah, very good. Thank you. How about Mr. Weda? As for uh, Kamatsan, thank you very much for your your uh, explaining about your challenges for the uh, the ammonia uh, supply chain. Uh, I feel that the very uh, uh, I feel that the the, the New start, new new age of uh, starting of the uh, carbon neutral uh, marine fuel stage. So uh, I would like to ask you uh, about the the key factor uh, of the uh, such a ammonia expansion as a marine fuel. What what is that key uh, factor? Do you what do you think? Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, so. If we talked about ammonia mm. itself, maybe mm. safety is uh, uh, maybe one of the issues. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if uh, the people have a confidence to use ammonia as a fuel mm. against uh, toxicity, I think uh, uh, that is a key element. But mm. uh, in general, if you talk about zero emission fuel, mm. including ammonia, I think the key is uh, how end user or society uh, you know, uh, evaluate the value of zero emission uh, shipping. If uh, they compare with uh, like a conventional fuel, of mm -hmm. course, uh, we cannot make uh, zero emission shipping. 
So therefore, I think society or shippers or you know many industries, if they really need zero emission shipping and evaluate the value of zero emission, I think that is key. Thank you very much. So, so that is very important to share the information to the to the uh, to the others or or the, or the society uh, yeah. about the ammonia sugar. Thank you very much. Thank you. So I'd like to move to the next topic, Mr. Weda. I know that the Mitsubishi Heavy Industry Group has many yeah. kinds of projects. Mm -hmm. So could you explain your efforts? Thank you very much, Matsunaga-san. Uh, then I would like to explain about the our activities for uh, the zero emissions. On the so oh, okay. Do you see my slide? Okay. 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 Okay, so uh, today I would like to introduce uh, you about the liquefied CO2 carrier and the ammonia as fuel. At first, uh, we, uh, ex I, I explained about the CO2. And the CO2 is a uh, uh, colorless and uh, odorless gas uh, that is slightly heavier than the air at amb ambient uh, conditions. And if the pressure and temperature of the liquefied CO2 fall to the triple point, uh, dry ice uh, may be generated. And then it may cause the operational problems such as blockage of the piping. To reduce the risk of the dry ice generation during operations, uh, it is generally desirable to transport liquefied CO2 with a pressure kept as high as possible to provide this a sufficient margin against the triple point. Uh, however, uh, in such cases, the cow tank needs to be able to withstand a relatively high pressure and its size uh, will be limited from a structural strength standpoint. In order to keep the CO2 in a low temperature and high pressure state, uh, suitable containment system is applied. The type C tank is uh, generally adapted for cargo tanks for small liquefied gas carriers. Uh, that is well proven. Uh, however, in case of the liquid CO2, uh, appropriate uh, consideration against the greater specific gravity is required. That is about the double of the LPG. The Mitsubishi shipbuilding ensures the reliability of the cargo containment system by conducting the detailed numerical simulation using FEM and CFD calculation. And we conducted a comprehensive technical verifications and our cargo containment system for liquefied CO2 carrier has obtained the AIP from Bureau Veritas. And here uh, is the initiatives of the liquid, liquefied CO2 transportation uh, demonstration ship project. And we have the, signed a contract uh, with Sanyuki Sen, a demonstration ship for a liquefied CO2 transportation. And that will be uh, used in research and development of uh, carbon capture and usage and storage technology in Tomakomai 
uh, by a needle. The demonstration ship uh, will be delivered in the second half of the physical 2023. Uh, that is uh, prior to the liquefied CO2 carrier built for the Norwegian uh, Northern Lights project. And so the demonstration ship uh, will be the expected to be the world's first uh, liquefied CO2 carrier for uh, CCUS. And Mitsubishi building is responsible for the entire design and construction of the demonstration ship, uh, including the cargo tank system installed thereon. And utilizing our knowledge uh, cultivated so far in the sufficient experience of construction of uh, liquefied gas carriers. And next slide is a CO2 capture system. And uh, we are distributing as a MHA groups. Uh, and uh, we aim of building the CO2 ecosystem. Uh, we are also working on the development of onboard CO2 capture system. In this project, uh, CC Ocean, uh, which was jointly implemented with K-Line and Class NK and Mitsubishi Shipbuilding, we conducted a demonstration test of a small-scale CO2 capture plant on board and the commercial operating conditions of the ship. This was the first time in the world the project was conducted over two years, a hazard uh, evaluation of the plant and a safety evaluation of the system were conducted. And the demonstration plant was fabricated, uh, installed on the coal carrier and operated in the offshore environment for approximately six months for measurement and checking the performance. And here, I would like to uh, move on to the ammonia as well. Uh, in recent years, uh, including the sense of crisis over the global environment and climate change, uh, it has been required to take countermeasures for GHG reduction and carbon neutrality. The LNG fuel has already been recognized as a bleaching solution before uh, carbon neutral fuels. Uh, however, uh, it is not so simple. Uh, the conditions and the backgrounds for the energy supply are different by ship type and operation pattern. And it is expected that the ship's fuel in the variety of segments will not the same and coexist in the segments in the future. As shown in the table left, uh, differently from other candidate fuels, uh, ammonia uh, does not emit CO2, and it has a suitable characteristics uh, for mass transportation and long-term navigation. Therefore, the ammonia is recognized as a promising option. And here is the our activities for the ammonia and the public private fuel ammonia production council under the Ministry of Economy and Trade and the Industry of Japan uh, has set the target 
of achieving the annual ammonia transportation uh, volume to Japan of about 3 million tons by 2030 and about 30 million tons by 2050. Then we has uh, concluded a technical cooperation agreement with NAMLA shipbuilding uh, relating to LPG powered VLGCs, which are capable of transporting both LPG and ammonia. Based on this agreement, the NAMLA uh, shipbuilding is constructing the LPG powered VLGCs on order from the MOL group. And, and Mitsubishi shipbuilding has reached an, another agreement with MOL and Namura shipbuilding on joint development of large size ammonia carrier fuel by ammonia. This slide shows the uh, comparison between the ammonia supply system package and energy fuel supply packages. And uh, let's uh, circle area is a similar similarity of between the ammonia fuel supply system package and the energy fuel supply system package. So uh, energy FGSS, that is the fuel supply uh, system package, is one of the successful solution on LNG as fuel. And ammonia fuel supply system uh, will be better to be provided as the same scheme, we think. Preparing for the expansion of general use of ammonia as marine fuel, uh, it is also necessary to quickly set up the ammonia-related rules and training for able crews. LNG and ammonia are same gas fuel. So ammonia field ships and equipment and crews skill building based on the same basis as LNG is a better way forward to ammonia fuel. Yeah, one of uh, our prime concern is that is when the use of carbon neutral fuel will get in a large scale stage. Uh, it is difficult to focus the time because there are various elements to be considered. Uh, therefore, uh, to secure the flexibility of selection in ship's operation, uh, ammonia fuel ready energy fuel ship have emerged as a new option. To manage the ammonia field ships, uh, it is also important to secure the capable crews beforehand. The such crew needs to be familiar with handling of the gas fuel. And today, that is well-experienced crew in energy fuel, so that the, we think that this line from energy as fuel to ammonia as fuel, uh, we think that that is uh, in a straight line uh, from energy to ammonia. So that is my experience, experience uh, explanation today. Thank you very Thank much. You, thank you, thank you very much.
it's almost time. Uh, Mr. Motoi, do you have short questions? Okay. Uh, thank you, Vedasan. Uh, the required CO2 carrier is very interesting. So my question is uh, to reduce the uh, transportation cost. Scale up is necessary. Mm. Uh, so what is the key point to scale up uh, the cargo tank? Thank you, Motoi. Uh, uh, I think that may, the main challenge is for the larger uh, tanks is the strength. Uh, the considering the specific gravity of the C liquefied CO2, mm -hmm. uh, the thrusting effect and the tank must be uh, sufficient enough. And the key to enlargement of the, the tank is to how to ensure the necessary strength by uh, setting the appropriate operation uh, operation conditions of the liquid CO2. Oh. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Unfortunately, it's almost time. I'd like to express my great appreciation to all the panelists for valuable information today. I think we have heard the latest information towards their emissions. I also believe that today's discussion was useful to the audience as we received information, including specific timelines. Thank you very much for your uh, time today. <laughs>